Did you know that listening to a certain genre of music can actually damage your spine? Or have you heard about the newest publication out on the positive therapeutic effects that punk rock can have on mental outlook? And if you would like to learn how to instantly calm anxiety with one single tone, stay tuned because I'm Dr. Jen Palladino, a chiropractor who specializes in the treatment of musician and performing artist injury. Music and the creative arts can change the world. And I'm interested in exploring the passion that music and art evokes in people, whether it's playing or listening or creating or observing. It's that powerful driving force within the human soul that sparks emotion, unites the masses, bridges language and cultural barriers, and heals the body, mind, and spirit. In this episode of Rockin' Healthy Lifestyles, I'll be sharing my music hacks for mental health, tips and suggestions, along with stories and news on what's new in how music affects mental health. Welcome to Rockin' Healthy Lifestyles, a podcast featuring conversation with popular musicians and performing artists, sharing their stories of life's trials and triumphs, career ups and downs, and what stirs their creative juices. Also join us and learn how our guests keep fit and fabulous while rocking a healthy body, mind, and spirit. And now, introducing your host, Dr. Jennifer Palladino. Can you believe that Paul McCartney is 80 years old? Ringo Starr is 82. And Willie Nelson just turned 90. What about Mick Jagger and Carly Simon? They're both 79. And wow, right behind them are those 78-year-olds, Rod Stewart, Boz Skaggs, and Ray Davies of the Kinks. And Alice Cooper? He's 75. Yes, Alice Cooper, 75. (laughs) Where did the time go? It's true that many of the most influential musicians from the 1960s and 1970s are now in their 70s and 80s. And these artists have had a significant impact on the music industry, and their music continues to inspire and influence new generations of musicians and fans. But despite their age, many of these musicians are still actively performing and recording music. They've adapted to changing technologies and trends in the music industry, which allows them to continue to connect with audiences around the world through their music. The music industry has certainly changed significantly since the 1960s and 70s, But the enduring popularity of these aging rock stars just confirms that great music has no expiration date. Their music has stood the test of time and continues to resonate with fans of all ages. But let's face it, it's natural for all human beings, including rock stars, to age. Time stops for no one, and even the most legendary musicians are not exempt from the effects of aging. So there are many unique factors that would contribute to a performing artist's aging process. And if I had to guess what the worst would be, 
I'd say touring is probably the most significant contributing factor to aging. And this is why. Because touring can be physically demanding as well as an emotionally challenging experience for any musician. The rigorous schedule, time changes, lack of sleep and good nutrition, jet lag, are all bound to have an effect on the touring performer's health and well-being, especially over time. Physical exhaustion from performing can also lead to fatigue, muscle strains, and other physical ailments. And exposure to loud music for prolonged periods of time can cause hearing damage and even cause something called tinnitus, which is a constant ringing or buzzing sound in the ears. Singing for hours every night can put a strain on the vocal cords, and vocal strain can lead to hoarseness, vocal nodules, and other voice-related problems. Emotional stresses from pressure to perform well can be debilitating, especially while having to deal with fans and the media, as well as trying to maintain good relationships with band members and loved ones back home. And it's from these stresses and pressures of touring that can lead some musicians to turn to drugs or alcohol as a coping mechanism. This will certainly have a long-term negative effect on their health and well-being. Despite these challenges, many aging rock stars continue to tour and perform, and they often find ways to adapt and cope with the physical and emotional demands of life on the road. They may take more frequent breaks, use in-ear monitors to protect their hearing, work with vocal coaches to maintain their voices, and practice healthy habits like exercising and good nutrition to stay in shape. These rock stars have long surpassed the When I'm 64 benchmark. Check out the current ages of these familiar musicians. Peter Frampton, Billy Joel, and Peter Gabriel are 73. Carlos Santana is 75. Iggy Pop and Elton John are both 76 years old. Pete Townsend of The Who is 77. Eric Clapton is 78. Mick Jagger and Barry Manilow are both 79 years old. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys is 80. Bob Dylan is 81. And Tina Turner is 83. These favorites have been in the music industry for decades and have made significant contributions to the world of music. While they may have aged, their legacy and impact on popular music will always be remembered and celebrated. Did you know that heavy metal headbanging can be detrimental to your health? Chances are most headbangers are familiar with this warning. But for those who aren't, or for those who've possibly never heard of headbanging, I'm happy to explain. Headbanging is a physical movement that involves shaking the head and neck back and forth in time with heavy metal music. The rhythmic movement of the head is said to enhance the musical experience, helping to release pent-up energy and tension. It's a popular activity among fans of the heavy metal genre, and it's often seen at concerts and other events. While headbanging is considered by many to be a fun and enjoyable activity, it's not without risks, 
the head and neck experience significant force and acceleration when headbanging, which can cause the cervical spine to bend and twist in unnatural ways. Over time, this repeated trauma can damage the cervical spine and the surrounding soft tissue structures, leading to pain, soreness, stiffness, and reduced range of motion in the neck. Studies have also shown that headbanging can cause a range of injuries, including cervical disc herniation, muscle strains, and even vertebral artery dissection, which is a tear in the artery that supplies blood to the brain. Additionally, individuals with pre-existing spinal conditions such as degenerative disc disease or osteoporosis or a history of neck injuries should consult with their health care providers before engaging in headbanging. So it's important for anyone who does engage in headbanging to be aware of the potential risks and also know how to prevent injury. Although there's really no one-size-fits-all answer to the proper technique of headbanging, here are some general guidelines that can be followed to reduce the risk of injury. Before engaging in headbanging, it is important to warm up the neck muscles and loosen up the joints. You can do this by gently moving your head in a circular motion, side to side, and up and down. When headbanging, it's important to maintain good posture by keeping your neck and back straight. This will help to minimize the strain of your cervical spine. Begin by headbanging slowly and gradually increasing the intensity as you feel comfortable. Try to avoid jerky or sudden movements. Engage your core muscles by tightening your abdominals while headbanging. This can help to stabilize your core and in turn your neck and reduce the risk of injury. Take frequent breaks between headbanging sessions to rest your neck muscles and give them a chance to recover. Drink plenty of water before and during the concert to keep your muscles hydrated and reduce the risk of cramping. And most importantly, if any pain or discomfort is experienced, it is important to stop headbanging and seek medical attention if necessary. Headbanging can be a fun and exhilarating experience as long as you do what it takes to be aware of the precautions and to prevent injury. So turn up the music and bang your head. And now, a book review. Jason Schurz, the author of the book Scream Therapy, A Punk Journey Through Mental Health, explores the relationship between the punk community and mental health. It follows the author and other members of the punk scene as they navigate their own mental health struggles and find solace in the community and through punk music. The book explores the healing power of punk rock, which is often misunderstood and underestimated by our society. For the author of Scream Therapy and many others, punk rock music has helped them to survive some of their most challenging emotional times. Through the punk subculture, they have found a safe place where it's okay to not be okay and where mental health is destigmatized. Scream Therapy includes stories from musicians, 
advocates, activists, and fans who prescribe punk rock as a catalyst for good mental health. They share their experiences of coping with childhood trauma, undiagnosed mental health conditions and other struggles, and how punk rock helped them find stability and support. The book also raises an important question. If punk rock can provide such therapy and healing, why aren't more people screaming? Scream Therapy highlights the importance of destigmatizing mental health and finding supportive communities where individuals can be themselves and find healing through the shared experience of music. Jason Schurz is an informative storyteller who uses his own experiences with mental illness to take readers on a transformative journey through the highs and lows of mental unwellness. The book is a vivid and strikingly vulnerable account of Schur's personal struggles with bipolar disorder, depression, and mania. Jason Schur's writes in a meticulous and thoughtful way, providing readers with a detailed understanding of the complexities of mental illness. He shares his own journey in a way that is both relatable and inspiring, showing readers that they are not alone in their struggles. Throughout the book, the author emphasizes the importance of community and the power of music in helping people cope with mental illness. He provides a unique perspective on punk rock subculture and its ability to serve as a catalyst for mental health support and healing. Overall, Scream Therapy is a beautifully written and transformative book that will resonate with anyone who has experienced mental illness or who knows someone who has. Jason Schur's vulnerability and honesty through his writing is refreshing and inspiring, making this a must-read for anyone interested in mental health advocacy and the healing power of music. This book is Scream Therapy, A Punk Journey Through Mental Health by author Jason Schur's and is available on Amazon. Did you know that you can instantly calm anxiety with one single tone? Tibetan singing bowls have been used for centuries as a form of therapy to promote relaxation and reduce anxiety. The bowls are made of a special type of metal that, when struck or played with a mallet, produces a resonant and soothing sound that can have a calming effect on the body and mind. The sound of the singing bowl is said to help slow down brain waves, inducing a state of deep relaxation that can reduce feelings of anxiety and stress. The vibrations produced by the bowl are also thought to help balance the body's energy centers or chakras, promoting a sense of inner peace and well-being. In addition to their calming effects, Tibetan singing bowls are also believed to have therapeutic benefits for physical ailments such as pain, inflammation, and digestive issues. They are often used in conjunction with other forms of therapy such as meditation to enhance their healing efforts. Overall, the use of Tibetan singing bowls as a form of therapy for anxiety and other ailments is rooted in ancient traditions and has gained popularity in recent years as a complementary form of alternative therapy. 
While the exact mechanism by which they work is not fully understood, many people have reported positive results from using these bowls as part of their wellness routine. Sound healing is a practice that has been used for thousands of years to promote physical, emotional, and spiritual healing. It is based on the idea that everything in the universe is made up of energy and that sound waves can be used to create changes in this energy, promoting healing and relaxation. Anxiety is a common mental health condition that can be reduced through sound healing. The soothing sounds of the instruments like singing bowls, chimes, and gongs can help to calm the nervous system, reduce stress, and promote relaxation. The vibrations produced by these instruments are thought to have a balancing effect on the body's energy centers or chakras, helping to release blockages and promote healing. In addition to the use of specific instruments, sound healing can also involve the use of guided meditations or affirmations. These can help to calm the mind, promote a sense of inner peace, reduce feelings of anxiety, and promote overall well-being. While the scientific evidence for the effectiveness of sound is limited, many people have reported positive results from incorporating sound healing into their self-care routine. It can be used as a complementary therapy alongside other treatments for anxiety, such as therapy or medication, or as a standalone practice for promoting relaxation and stress relief. So when you're having a bout of anxiety, feeling a bit nervous, or have the need to get calm, a strike of the Tibetan bowl can calm the mind and body, and all you have to do is listen. follow and download and check out our other Rock and Healthy Lifestyle episodes. You can also learn more by visiting the Rock and Healthy Lifestyle website at www.rockandhealthylifestyles.com. That's rock, the letter N, healthylifestyles.com for more information. Music first up by Matt Duzat. Intro segment music by Matt Thompson. This is a Rock and Healthy Lifestyles production. <laughs>